KSCO News Talk Time is 8.05, time now for Wake the Bear Radio. Enjoy the show. Expressed in the following sponsored program are not necessarily those of KSCO Radio, its staff, management, or advertisers. If something is said with which you disagree, please call us during the program in order to help us balance comments. Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Mm, All right. Another night to Wake the Bear. I, I love that music, man. I love that introduction. It just gets oh, me, me going. I, I can come in here kind of tired. I'm like, I get pumped right before we start. That's <laughs> perfect. It's perfect for this third world country you live in with the yeah? craziness. Oh. So uh, let's let's jump in. I tell you. Um, it, <sighs> Be a good night tonight. Just got so much happening. Yeah, big uh, big deal tonight. We want to have a lot of callers tonight, so yes. we're just going to call it, tell you right off the bat. Call in at 479-1080, and uh, we'd love to discuss. We're going to be talking about the two-tier justice system that's going on in America, and we'd love to hear what your thoughts are about that because we're going to be going through that. And, um, yeah, there's just a lot going on. Um, yeah. Kind of a lighter thing. I think you did. You cancel a subscription this week, there, Ron. I heard you <laughs> yeah, canceled a subscription to something. You know, I uh, a lot of times I like to settle down and watch something with my wife. I don't watch regular TV, and uh, but we we did have Netflix, and I just like you know I can't find anything that I want to see. I, I'd go through pages of it, A through Z, and it, there's just so many agendas there, especially the woke agenda on anything new. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I knew they'd throw it in eventually, and uh, I'm just got tired of it, so I, I canceled that and I went to Pure Flix. So I got a whole stack of movies I've never seen before. Awesome. Uh, so Pure Flix. So good. You got tired of watching Pride and Prejudice one more time? Yeah, my wife does like those, uh, you know, so I I'm, tried to. I was about to sit down and watch uh, Amazing Grace the other night. Uh, what is was the story of Wil William Wilberforce. Oh, yes. oh my that goodness. That was good. I heard, I heard it was a fantastic movie. Actually, Come I've never on, seen it. Come on, that's the patriot so. I want to be. Amen. One that uses his influence, her influence, to change the world around yeah. and, and usher in the kingdom of God. Yeah, Absolutely. he had some major medical problems, too. He was in a lot of pain, and he just pushed through, and he he would do the, the work that he was supposed to do in spite of the fact that he had some debilitating illnesses. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Chris, you know, there is a lot of challenges that we face right now in our local elections with our with our candidates around here. And I, I know that one of the things that we've been talking about, I know the three of us have talked about, is that if we spend all the time talking on the radio, but we don't get into action, then we are dealing with the current system status quo, mm -hmm. the way it has been. And so we really just want to encourage uh, callers out there, people that really have good values to get involved in the local elections. And I, I think you had a couple of key things you were going to say about that. Yes, I, I live in Scotts Valley and we have a superintendent in Scotts Valley who is very much pro CRT and uh, the uh, social emotional learning and uh, in the LBGTQ agenda she calls it a pursuit of equity and so if that is something that you're not comfortable with i would uh i would say find someone or choose yourself to mm. to run for for school board in scotts valley and i'm sure there are other uh, school boards throughout the county friday is the last day and there really are no requirements 
uh, you go down to the county building and you put in your application for candidacy. And if you, you write up uh, a little bit of a candidate statement, and uh, I just want to encourage people that this is the time we have no right to complain if we haven't filled those seats, and there are still a lot of empty seats. If you go to uh, votescount.us or Santa Cruz County, you Google that or whatever, hopefully you use a different uh, browser than Google. But if you go to Santa Cruz County, go to the Elections Department, and then you go to Candidate Watch, it will list who has um, been, who has put in their applications mm -hmm. and what positions there are still to be filled. So it's as easy as to go down to the third floor of the county building in Santa Cruz on Ocean, and uh, they will walk through that paperwork with you patiently. They'll tell you what you need. Mm -hmm. Do not wait till 4.30 on Friday <laughs> um, because yeah. it's going to be lit too late at 5 o'clock. So start the process now. So if you have to get some something you don't need signatures you just if you're doing a local position you go in and you you apply so please let's get some yeah. conservative mm -hmm. candidates in those positions so we have a voice in our government well, let's move out the woke and move in the awake the yeah. awakening that's right the awakening. and i think it's um general flynn who said it all starts at the local level yeah yeah it, if they kick all if they kick all the federal issues down to the local level and we do nothing on the local level we we're, we're failing our our job and it's 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 tiring it's fatiguing at times to to really step up and to know what's going on and to to serve but if we're not willing to handle the fatigue we don't get to keep the the freedom so you know i think we've been so used to having people serve us that we never even considered doing that but this is the prime opportunity mm -hmm. i mean people are hungry to vote for the right person and if that right person isn't there then it's all our fault, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Absolutely. And Chris even said she'd meet you down there and help you go through the paperwork. That's right. You email me at wakethebearradio.com, Chris at, and uh, if you have a question you want me to just walk with you, I, I, I'm uh, a candidate for a city position in Santa Cruz, uh, in Scotts Valley, so I've gone, wow. recently gone through the process, and it's not difficult, and they are, they really are very kind mm. down there, and they'll walk you through it. Well, awesome. So she's going from radio host to elected official. It's like Carrie Lake, you know, going from being a journalist <laughs> to saying, I'm done with you, you journalists. And Well, I'm going to spin two plates. Amen. Let's do it. That's right. Spin. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, what else has been happening this week? Well, I mean, there's a, bit, a lot of big topics, obviously, the raid on, on Mar-a-Lago. Um, oh. That's a huge one. I mean, it, what, what really it brings up is that we are... We have a two-tier justice system going on in this country, and I think that really that, that is actually what Trump and the Patriots designed this to be, was, you know, we were energy independent, we were wealthy, we were powerful, we had, you know, there was a lot of these major things that Trump promised, then he did for four years, and then now you have the next guy in. And it's like exposing the black and white, the, 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 the light and the dark, and I think that's what we're seeing right now in that you know, Trump pushed their hand to bring forth the pandemic, to use that to get him out of office. And then they've been doing everything they can to get, keep him out of office because they don't control him like a lot of the deep state rhinos are controlled. So they don't control him. and They had to get him out. And so even after they got it, they know he's going to win. They, they, they know if he runs, you know. And so the day after he hints that he's going to run at CPAC, they go into his house to try to you know, show me the man, I'll find you the crime, right? You heard that phrase. That's illegal yeah. search and seizure, and some corrupt judge signed off on letting them go into his house 
with probably barely any information. You know, people say, oh, Pelosi was saying, well, there's definitely got to be some evidence there. That, well, there was no evidence in the FISA warrants that were signed off by ju corrupt judges. So, right, yeah. And, you know, he Trump is more popular than he ever has been. I mean, I was just looking at his endorsement record, and uh, just for this last primary, um, he had 173 to 14. So he's at a 93% success rate. Of In other words, people of that he endorsed. people endorsed this uh, last 90, primary. 90 what? 93%. 93%. So oh, if he endorses you, you got a 93% yeah. chance of, of winning. In. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, let me just, let's, let's backtrack. So um, yeah. I know that Elephant in the Room talked a little bit about the the raid. Um, and, and I guess it, start, it was about 12 hours they were going through. But but what are some of the details? Did any of, did you two hear? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard that they, they went into a safe. They took a safe and opened that. <laughs> did you hear the guy who does the Trump impersonation? Oh, my God. He said, yeah, yeah, they went into it a safe and... Uh, there was, a, there was nothing in there, kind of like a Joe Biden's brain, a cat scan of Joe Biden's brain. There was nothing in there. Oh, oh my gosh, it was so funny. That reminds me of Geraldo Rivera years ago. Oh, they yeah. found Al Capone's uh, safe, and oh, he had this big build, show. Build it all up. You got the guys be... with the flame torches <laughs> trying to cut it, and they open it, and there's, there's nothing, nothing in there. there. And he's like, well, okay, there's a chance. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, um, and Eric Trump said that uh, there was nothing in it. He uh, he represented his father, I guess, and, and he uh, truthed out on from Truth Social, he said that the safe at Mar-a-Lago was completely empty. And then um, what else did, uh, oh I mean, it was so strange because he wasn't even there. Well, he was at CPAC. I think they yeah. timed it so that he wouldn't be there. Timed it that way and also the first day of congressional summer vacation. Summer break. Summer yes. break, so nobody's <laughs> around to be questioned or, you know, they're all like... And they're little rat holes. Crickets, yes. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Pelosi said she had not, uh, she didn't know about, about it. it. Right, yeah. I wonder yeah. if she was looking well, left. Well, well. You know, that's when you're you're yeah. not telling the truth. How could she not have known about it? That she, the first she had discovered it came across her news feed, yeah. she said. But Yeah, that and uh, the White House that. also said they didn't know anything I'm about it. that for a second, yeah. So it's Is like, that right? I would think that they would be required to give that kind of security information to go in mm -hmm. to a former president of the United States and make a raid like that with that press. I mean, he is basically... He's the first. The uh, 250 years they've never done Never oh happened. Goodness. No one's ever... Yeah. Well, and, and, and let's put it in context. The current administration's DOJ and FBI agencies went in yeah. and raided a previous president's... Now, some people are theorizing that this is just going to open the door because now all the presidents are now available to be raided they're setting a precedence they're setting That's a precedent sure. by by doing this uh you know some people say that the reason why they did that was to try to find if he had classified information and if he had removed it concealed it uh destroyed it, it yeah um, yeah, <laughs> tore it in half in the middle of an Thrown address. Found it in his yeah. toilet. Exactly. And so oh yes. If they find that, then it says that he'd have to forfeit his office and not be uh, um, able to run for office uh, for the United States. Wow. That's what it says. So it's in uh, 18 uh, U.S. Code section 2071. There's so many removal. scenarios. Yeah. What could it be? You know, it, it it's got to be a look here, don't look there. But yeah, if you if we have callers, we would love to hear your yeah. opinion hear your on what was going on at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, uh, it looks like we do have a caller. So it's uh, Richard from Watsonville. Hey, Richard, you're Welcome. on the air. Welcome. 
Yes, uh, thank you. I wanted to say something first about the uh, the uh, school board. I, th I think the young lady was talking about some school board election in uh, Scotts Valley. Yes. Are you guys familiar with the County Board of Education? And the guy that's running that, I think his name's Ferris or something. Yeah, and Department of Education, and, yes. And he went ahead and won without anybody going against him this last election. Yeah, he was. Well, you know he ran unopposed. Yeah, you know why he ran on a post? Why? Tell us. Because he has set it up so that you have to be loaded up with all kinds of masters and degrees. There is a qualification in order to take that position, and he's the mastermind behind that, so he's not going to have anybody running against him for a long time. Wow. Oh, wow. And I think it's going to spread throughout the educational system with other people, too. Hmm. Well, you know, uh, President Trump actually spoke about the Office of Education at CPAC. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that, Richard, but he said perhaps we should do away with the Office of Education. Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> well he gave out all those vouchers to the uh, uh, homeschooling and stuff. I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. You know, you could choose the school that you wanted to send your child to. Yeah, put, yep. put, put the power back in the hands of the people of this country's had hundreds of years and, and, and the societies had thousands of years of homeschooling and teaching. You know, the current system is, a, is the modern system. The previous systems worked just well. In fact, I've been out to Nevada and went to little, school little schools and you, you can do these little tests and you, it's like the fourth grader and like most adults can't do the fourth grade test that people were doing in the 1800s in this country. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, remember back in the beginning days, all they had was the Bible. Yeah, that's right. That's all they had to read, write, learn how to, out of, and all that other stuff. Everybody learned the same out of the Bible. Well, yeah, and they also had Shakespeare and a couple other books. But the, the I don't know if you would know this, but in 1870, uh, the U.S. Congress printed 10,000 Bibles for the use in our schools. So apparently, somebody mm -hmm. didn't get the memo about separation of church and state. Because, <laughs> well, I don't know, but it's uh, it's all they had. Like you said, it was mass-produced, and everybody read and wrote the same way. And they didn't just print; they actually wrote cursive. Cursive, you know? yeah. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore? No, they don't. They don't teach it. <laughs> no, now you have a child and you look at it yeah, and you say, well, I don't want a boy, I want a girl. So well, you know why they do don't do it anymore. It's so you cannot read the original documents. <laughs> if you can't write and read cursive, then you don't know what our founding fathers said. Yeah. Well, That's I, right. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen these before. Um, some of the letters like between Alexander Hamilton and, and Burr, who, you know, they ended up shooting, one of them ended up shooting and killing another one person in a duel. But their letters are these flowery language letters that are all beautiful with like a cut against each other. And so they would write back and forth and it, it, it just in this Elizabethan type of language. And it was beautiful, but it was like still just as cacophonous as politics is today. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we used to have a guy here in, in Watsonville named Patty Smith, and he would send out uh, Christmas cards every year. And he would use these uh, certain types of pens to do that calligraphy, I guess yeah. you call it. I'm not sure, but it was awful beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Oh, well, thank you, yes. Richard. Thanks we will calling. keep our eye on uh, our uh, on the school board and Faris. Oh, very Sabah. good. You know, the Hamilton uh, Burr incident there. You know how I remember that one? It was from an old milk commercial where uh, <laughs> someone's listening to the radio and they said, whoever answers this, who shot Alexander Hamilton? And, and the guy sees this 
you know, he had it open in his room. Peanut butter. And he had peanut butter in his mouth, and he. <laughs> Sorry, we don't understand. Oh, that was a good. One. That was a good commercial. Hey, you know, speaking of last week's primaries earlier, okay. you know, there were ten people that voted for impeachment. Ten uh, Republicans. Republicans. Yeah, and so far, with after these primaries, we've had seven of them replaced. Seven out of ten, ten. replaced. Yes. Hmm. And and uh, one or two of them still have to. To run, so, have their primary. So it looks so. like the American people. I mean, I, I, this is a, a word to the rhinos out there. The American people support the, uh, the American First Agenda. Yep. And those who are, were endorsed by Trump won. So don't feel like you have to straddle both worlds. Just speak the truth with passion and follow through with what you say you're going to do, and you will win and you will prosper. Yes, and evidently um, impeachment isn't a very good campaign strategy. No. Well, so, TDS is never a good campaign strategy, Trump derangement syndrome. You know, so. <laughs> so what else uh, as far as the two-tiered system? I, wa I want to talk about why they were even able to get that um, search. I assume oh, yeah. it was like search a search warrant. warrant. Yeah. They, um, they had uh, a judge... And it, uh, he, he was actually well-known for being a friend of Epstein. Wow. And it was um, Reinhardt, Judge Reinhardt. And he, he actually left the judgehood for a while and worked for Epstein's employee, employees. And he was closely uh, uh, related to the pedophile Jeffrey Ep Epstein. Wow. And so he actually, um, who, who this judge defended was one of the um, schedulers that Epstein had. And Epstein called her his little Yugoslavian sex slave. Wow. And Judge Reinhardt uh, resigned and w went to work for Epstein, but later he came back. And he was a lower-level judge, and so it was even a mystery that uh, with something this precedent and that he did not turn over the decision to a higher court. And so um, th there was questions if he had, he was doing favors or what was going on, if there was a nefarious um, uh, reasoning behind why he allowed, uh, he was just a U.S. magistrate judge and normally they're not of the office of mm. the prestige to do something like a search warrant like this. Wow, so yeah. blackmail uh, has been one of the oldest tricks in the book yep. and that Epstein elaborate I mean this is just crazy that we still don't know anybody who went to the island like there's yeah. been, and we saw video of FBI agents showing up and confiscating yeah. all of the documentation films and everything and nobody knows anything about it but maybe a couple documents President Trump kept that he shouldn't have and we're going to go in and do a full-on assault on his house. You know, Cash said that he actually everything at his house has been declassified. He, he made a major declassification. Hey, we got another caller, so I'm going to put that caller on. It's uh, Arthur from Prunedale. Arthur, you're on. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, good evening. I think you guys have a wonderful program. I want to start off by complimenting you. Thank, Thank you, you, Arthur. Hey, you're welcome. So you're what's on your mind? About the, uh, you guys, one of the topics you're talking about is this uh, situation with invading Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago residence. Yeah. And uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I see going on behind the scene here. Go for it. When I grew up in school, we learned about Mayor Daley in Chicago, and we learned about something in New York called Tammany Hall. And that was a, a corrupt Democrat organization in New York called Tammany Hall that controlled the whole city. 
you couldn't get a job. You know, it, it was really they, they had everything in their control. The, um, the, the courts, the police. You know, it was a smaller scale, localized version of what's taken place today with the Democrat Party. That's yeah, a mafia. Yeah, mafia is what comes to my mind. Yeah, definitely. Well, it wasn't the it wasn't the mafia. It was called Tammany Hall. You didn't have to be Italian. You just had right. to be a Democrat. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, in the mafia, you have to be you have to be Sicilian, or you're not going to get in. Yeah. Get in. Um, or organized okay. crime, or organized criminal organization, right? Based, based. Well, this, that's what's happening now, isn't it? Biden's got control of the Justice Department. The Democrats have control of Biden. They have the Justice Department, which includes all the little subgroups, the FBI and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the educational system, the news media, they're all in bed together. And my next door neighbor, well, not my next door neighbor, my neighbor down the street, she knew I voted for Trump in 2000. And what was the first election? 16, was it? Mm -hmm. When he first ran. First and... Um, so she knew I had voted for Trump, and she's a, a real progressive Democrat. So I saw her this morning. She goes, oh, so how do you feel now about what Trump's doing? I said, what, are you still listening to CNN? <laughs> she says, well, of course. She says, she says I want to get the real news So because she knows I listen to Fox sometimes. Okay, so I said, yeah, I said, well, how's, how are they doing with that, with that Hunter's laptop? She goes, what laptop? I haven't heard anything about that. Oh, my gosh. Because George Costanza you see what's hasn't going on? Uh, <laughs> shared it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're hiding. Okay, they're hiding. Hi, thank you, Arthur, for calling. Hiding all the information. Bye, guys. Yeah, thank you, Arthur. Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, th this is the thing: is that you know, and I, Arthur, if you're still on, I want, or at least you're still around, paying attention to the show. There's a really great document by Frugal Dad that shows the consolidation of media power, and since 1983 where there were 50 independent news organizations and now there are only six and they're all corporately controlled captive organizations. So maybe you want to print that up and drop it by your, your friend's door and say, hey, check this out. There's actually, you're watching the, the major news corporations that are telling you the same thing over and over again mm -hmm. versus the truth. So. Right. And if you want some real news, uh, you can always go to KSCO. That's right. KSCO Radio. That's <laughs> hey, right. I think I know where owned. that is. Yes. And it's local. And, uh, and so that one's good. Hey, you know, uh, th there was a quote from Andrew Cuomo uh, from New York, right? And so now they're backpedaling. They realize this is such an overstep and people are freaking out about this raid. Like right. what? You're raiding the president? You just show up? And uh, even Andrew Cuomo says the DOJ must disclose the bona fide nature of the August 8th action or else the Republicans will use it to discredit the January 6th investigation, which would be a terrible disservice to the good work of the House committee <laughs> in exposing the Trump uh, administration violations. This is that's what you say or see is panic. Right. He is panicking right. and he's. He's trying to let people know in advance, hey, don't don't associate the two. They are exactly the same. same. They have been militarized, they're weaponized, and they have guys coming in with guns and you know, FBI and, and they start taking stuff. I mean, they went in and they just took stuff. And they didn't even do an accounting there on the premise, which you normally do. They just took it. Wow. That's what they said. And I think it was a Fox News um was saying it. That's not a judicious way of they've ever done it so they, they so they've operated like the ss and the kgb and the gestapo yeah and now the fbi yeah it just feels like a weaponization of um a political 
gain and they're using the government for political gain and and the agencies for political gain which is just such a shame mm-hmm. i was listening to a um an interview with um cash patel and uh they he was um talking to devin nunes and he's they were discussing you know at this level of DOJ corruption. How are we going to ever fix this? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a great discussion. Um, uh, they they said it, it was so deep and so rotten and so ugly, and uh, it just permeated into all the foundations. And Nunes basically basically said they are going to have to take the DOJ down piece by piece by piece and totally uh, dismantle it because it is not salvageable. Well, it's a cancer. I mean, it, it just proves that JFK was right when he said that that secret societies and secret agreements and secret proceedings are, are repugnant to the American f- free and open society. You can't have accountability if you have secrecy, period. We all know that. that all these organizations are the exact opposite of transparency. They're all not being... Uh, held accountable and the people that are supposed to be holding accountable the 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 politicians they're not holding them accountable and they've they keep using the same excuses well ways and means they might find out how we got this information so we can't tell you that we can't tell you that we can't tell you that they're operating in the dark in anything okay and then the bible talks about this over and over again anything that happens in secrecy anything that happens in anonymity anything that's happening is is it inspires corruption Mm -hmm. it create things that happen in the dark create corruption so we're at a place now where the corruption has gotten so bad and so weaponized, just like our, 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 our caller said, it, you know, like it was in Chicago, where all the organizations are all functioning together as yeah, a corporate, you know, it's a... Banksters, mobsters, criminal. cartel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, money, money laundering. I mean, who else came from Chicago? We know Obama came from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Hillary Rodman. Rodman's a, a good Chicago name. There, That's a deep, deep... Um, a deep uh, swamp that just migrated to Washington, D.C. You know, what are some other uh, evidences so that we're not just, we're not a two-tier system of justice because we know what God says about it. Mm -hmm. You know, what what does God say? Brandon, you're our resident pastor. You know, uh, it's not something that he is is happy about at all. Well, the Bible says that righteousness and justice are the foundations of God's throne. So God cares very much about justice. And people, a lot of people are out there like, well, you know, God's so forgiving and loving. Absolutely. But his justice put Jesus on the cross, allowed, allowed his own son to go and pay the penalty for the sin of the people. So God is both loving and forgiving and gracious, but he also is just. And there, there will come a day where our sins will be held, will be held accountable for our sins. And, and you'll stand before the white throne judgment one day, and everybody out there is listening, and even those who are progressives that don't believe in God, you will stand, you will kneel before Jesus, either in this life on your own, or you will in the life to come, and you'll give an account to you for your life. And if you have not returned your life over to Christ, if you've not asked for forgiveness and for your sins and, and maintained a humble heart who, who knows who their Savior is, you're going you're gonna to face judgment, and it is not going to be good. Yeah. He so. made a way. He's made a way through Jesus. Yeah, and, has. you know, one of the things in Proverbs 6, um, it identifies what really uh, disturbs God. It says there are six things the Lord hates, uh, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, 
and one who spreads strife among brethren. Wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds I mean, like... those are heart issues, aren't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I was sometimes I just sit down and ponder God's word, like, wh- why did he do this? Why did he say that? And, you know, the, the whole thought of living forever, which we, I believe is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we, we use like 10% of our brain, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like we, we have very short lifespans, but we've been designed for more. Yep. We replace our skin, you know, every two years or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was thinking, why would everyone have to have this righteousness and stuff? And, and then I thought, could you imagine if everybody right now in this country lived forever? Everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, from left to right, to the criminals and the syndicates. I mean, what has happened was we had like small groups of people that may have been bad, but they've gotten more power and more power. And, and the righteous have gotten more and more. And all of a sudden you have an aligning where instead of having 50 corporations controlling the news, we're down to six. What happens when it's one? How are you going to mm-hmm. combat that if there's any evil? And if, if we have evil in us, like at, you know, at a heavenly level or an eternal level, mm-hmm. you could see where it would just blow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, in order to have that, you really have to be a sold out for God's ways. Yeah. And, and you see it and it becomes a part of you. And, and, and so anyway, that, I, I just pondered that. It would be horrible if we all lived forever well, as and, right now. And you need reboots. And that's why you look back in the Old Testament when God confused the languages in, Ge- in Genesis 11, said, yeah. you know, surely they will, nothing will be impossible for them as they had bound themselves to evil and were creating a temple unto the, and to reach God on their own. And, you know, so there was, there's these re, reboots that God does over time when mankind becomes so completely corrupt. The Genesis 6 yeah. flood, I mean, the flood happened. It was a reboot, a of, you know, a reset of, of man, humanity. Because man, humanity, with, when, without God, humanity becomes so corrupt and destructive. Yeah. 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 You know, I was reading a book. It's called the Book of Jasher, which is referenced in Scripture twice. And they talk about that account of the confusing of the tongue. Because I've always had a hard time. It's like, what, did one day everybody started speaking a different nationality? And what it was, according to the Book of Jasher, is that every they had a universal language. And people from all over came, and they learned that universal language that they could all speak to each other. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he caused them to forget that language. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they fell back on their old native languages, and they couldn't communicate. Mm-hmm. And to me, that made much more sense. But well, he, the, our mandate was uh, to fill the earth and to spread out. And they were hanging out at Babel yeah. trying to yeah. build a, an altar to another god that was a demon god that they were sacrificing to. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's go back to, to justice. Okay, yeah. The, yes. the two-tier, two-tier I mean, justice It just seems like Trump has gotten more than his fair share. Do you remember uh, in the J6... Because uh, that's that's over now in the unselect committee, yeah. as they like to call it. Cash Patel likes to call it. That that uh, the lady, she, her name was Hutchinson, who was the she was describing um, Trump taking the wheel and and beating up the security and Guards. wanting to drive to the Capitol. Oh, I mean, it, it, even there were no cross um, examinations. Okay, yeah, that's huge. So yeah. that is big. Where where normal justice wasn't that it was just turned off that there was evidence that was only brought forth from one point of view so full investigation done on the news 24 7 for everybody to watch with no cross-examination no questioning the witnesses no questioning the information where it came from just assuming that it's that it's true I just yeah. it, that's completely evil. I mean, if people are not waking up to that, that one thing you need to wake up. The, the person is 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 guilty till proven innocent, and with no cross examination. 
Yeah. And you think there would have been for that one. I mean, because it was virtually impossible to sit in the back seat and go through this barrier between the driver and right. the back seat. Somebody of, should of have said, come on, that's limo. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, they even wanted to. Okay, I mean, so there were a couple Their items. mics were turned up. So, here, so here's some two-tier justice <laughs> system as well. Okay, so Dr. Simone Gold, who is, beholds both a medical degree and a law degree, who has no criminal record, she went with the crowd on June, January 6th. She was supposed to scoot up and speak. Her speech got canceled because things had changed, the situation changed. She walked with the crowd. She walked in. The police ushered her in. And she's like, all right, I'm here I am. I'm with these people, and the police let us in. She went to the rotunda, and she just gave her speech on a video camera and then left. And now she's in jail for two months. Yeah. Yeah. With no violence and no criminal history. And then you got the same situation where what was the guy that attacked a guy on the podium with a knife? Oh, yeah. He, was, like, he assaulted a speaker on the podium with a knife. The criminal justice system... Got arrested him and and then let him go. The let him go day. the same day. Yeah, that speaker that, was running for office as a Republican. Right. Yeah, yeah GOP I governor of New York candidate. Yeah, and, yeah, that, that's two tier. He's released with no bail. No bail. It's released. <laughs> yeah. Oh you so, mentioned Simone Gold. Uh, she spoke at Calvary Chapel in the past. Yeah. Speaking of Calvary Chapel, um, on the 13th, they're going to have um, Dr. Robert Malone speak. Ooh. And so that might be something you might want to look into, Calvary Chapel, San Jose. Just, it just came to mind. I want to make sure people know. If you want to know anything about the, the mRNA vaccine, he was the one that created the foundation of it, and he's telling people It's run. not good. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so anyway, just a quick August 13th. FYI, August 13th. It's Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah, just go to Calvary Chapel um, SJ. Or yeah, part of that two-tier yeah. system, too, was uh, she paid over $9,500 in fines, and uh, the judge said that he was going to give her a stricter sentence because he didn't believe that she was remorseful. And so uh, part of uh, the strictness, I mean, she's going to be a year on probation and 60 days in jail uh, yeah. for doing, for giving her speech, which I think was, she was kind of going and, and just going with it, going, okay, here's the spot. I can give my, my speech. And she was videoing it on, on, her, on her phone. And so um, she was aggressively arrested here in California. Wow. She was put on a no-fly list because of the accusations against her. She was charged with treason originally. Wow. Um, and she was very concerned that, uh, you know, obviously she, she was... Um, under a lot of pressure. So thank goodness there are people like Simone Gold that are still doing, um, doing, standing up with their patriot courage. Yeah, and she spoke at Calvary Chapel as well. Yeah. She's yeah, spoken she all over the place. I mean, she's a peaceful. I know would cancel half of her speaking engagements, yeah. you know. She'd have yeah. to drive. Hey, we got another caller, so I'm going to put that caller on. It is Dan from Pacific Grove. Hey, well, Dan, you're on the air. Welcome, Dan. Good evening, everybody. Uh, great discussion you're having. Have you noticed lately some of the phrases that have entered the uh, current uh, jargon in our society? Like, uh, Soviet style, third world. Yes. Uh, there's a couple more. Banana Republic. <laughs> That's it, yes. <laughs> Which, uh, and, uh, and something I've, I've, uh, I've asked, been asking people, not everybody I encounter, but friends, acquaintances lately, recent weeks, I said, including a, a very long-time friend who's used to be a, well, he doesn't practice law anymore, and, but uh, just engaged, engaged in business, but just asking people, say, say, um, you got a knock on the door and it was two FBI agents, they're very polite, 
and just said, look, there's been some problems and, you know, might in the area. We're curious if you've noticed anything you mind if we ask, come in and ask you some questions. Would you talk to them? Oh, no no way. way. That is the standard answer I have received, certainly my answer. <laughs> I would say, let me have your card. I'm going to take you. Let me take your photo. But I want your business card. Uh, you send me a letter. You know where I live. And... Uh, and that's it. I wouldn't say another word or, or a phrase that was passed on to me was, uh, do you have a piece of paper that compels me to speak with you? Yeah, exactly. So, which would need to be a warrant, of course. They say no. So look, let me have your business card. Send me a letter. Yeah. That's and excellent. I wouldn't explain anything. And I wouldn't talk to those people. It's not like I'm on the edge of anything shady going on. No. Uh, uh, I didn't vote for the Fuhrer. <laughs> and, and, that's your uh, crime. And now they're now so now they want to hire uh, 80,000 80, plus IRS agents. I wonder who they're going to be uh, talking to. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's well, not going to be Hunter Biden. And they're arming be, them too. They're arming them, Dan. Did you hear that they 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 have like four? Uh, yes, yeah. So that's the new. I've heard that called Stasi already. Hey, I here's something about the Department of Justice and what whatever they're doing with their time, and a lot of it is uh, just a political hit squad. But uh, they sure don't. We don't hear much talk about the uh, drug cartels, and yeah. the uh, we do hear about the flood and the death toll from fentanyl, which, uh, you know, there was a while back, there was an excellent interview with uh, on this radio station with Joshua Phillip, senior investigative reporter for the Epoch Times. Yes. And mm. I, I asked him about that, and, and he answered it. But uh, my question to him at the time, this months ago, and I said, say, it seems to me logical that the communist Chinese would be working with the drug cartels. They have similar ethics <laughs> and uh, common goals, but I don't hear anything about it, hmm. which also points in that direction as a likelihood. And he said, oh, you're correct. I've done three articles on that. He went on for 10 minutes describing this. And yeah, the Chinese produced the fentanyl and... Likely other things coming in, weapons, but, uh, and uh, so who's their biggest friend? Yeah, so I mean, by this, our current regime. Yep. So how, and you know, I think about this, the one uh, continuous career-long characteristic of Joe Biden is he's for sale. He's for he sale. He is for yeah. sale. 47 he years. Used the word that starts with W, H, but he's for sale. And, uh, uh, and it, and his is there anybody in his family who's not really easy to blackmail? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so who's uh, who's he? I think I think we know who he's working for. And yeah. I'll, he's working for the drug cartels and communist China. They keep coming out ahead. Was he did the other day? He uh, um, oh, he sold the. Uh, huge amount of our strategic petroleum reserve to communist oh, China. To China, yeah. yeah. So so, who, so uh, we've been outbid. I'm afraid the citizens have been far outbid by drug cartels. And the door's wide open. They're looking up at the Golden City on a hill. They're very effective at what they do. And uh, let's see how far they penetrate our local, regional, and uh, yeah. local governments. Hey, Dan, you, have you ever heard of a guy named Monkey Works? He does a does a show every day. He talks about all the different planes that are flying over uh, Cuba. I uh, know. Anyways, no, he, he does a whole thing about the he, he's ex-Air Force, and he just does it, what what planes are in the air. You should check him out. Hmm. He talks about the um, the poppies and the 
he uses code words for people, but the people that they brought in from, from Afghanistan, they brought in 60,000 people from Afghanistan during that evacuation. A and lot of them unvetted, correct? Mo- yeah, unvetted military-age males. And then the people that have been coming in through the southern southern border are military age males, as well as people that have come in from Cuba and other places in Haiti. So where are they going? Military bases. So who's going to be the people that are going to be armed? And we got uh, all these eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. Like there's there's it's, something smells very fishy uh, going on here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so are you uh, talking about the, the Chinese that are buying up the farmland near the military uh, bases? And there's, uh, well, there's, there's some very astute observers of this scene uh, looking at the, um, ex- the active exercise to reduce our food, our food supply. Right. And there's been an a, a, uh, incredible amount of fires. There was a big poultry operation. Uh, up in, you know, up north, what's the town? 20, there's <laughs> been uh, at least 30 food plants that have been destroyed I mean, by I, fires. I've never heard, how, I'm not even sure how a chicken would start a fire, or how, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a big poultry farm has been. It's pyro Beef operations. Uh, Super chicken. Uh, just, Hot it's, wings. Uh, <laughs> it's the methane gas. <laughs> it's the methane gas. Yeah. Uh, right. no. If one was to make a checklist of how to destroy a country, yeah. Oh, we're hitting every mark. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. if you were, yeah, if you were saying, how do we take out a country? That's the, every single checkbox has been made. Yeah. And uh, gee, the DOJ doesn't seem too concerned about that. Yeah. That goes back to our two tier justice system. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah what, yes, absolutely. What we used to call corruption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have a new word for it? <laughs> yeah. Rules for the I, year, not I, for I like, me. I like throwing that out because the headline comes right back and everybody who hears it goes, what's different about that? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dan, Dan, great to have you call. Delightful to hear from you. You're, you're a thinker. We love it. Call back That's again, right. will you? That's right. Hey, I uh, appreciate what you all do. Thank you very much. So, Th- thank you, Dan. Good night, Dan. God bless you, Ben. Yeah, and you know, he's talking about the China... China um, influence with the the Bidens and obviously with the Pelosi's. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, uh, Gavin Newsom has a big Chinese um, connection. And Dianne Feinstein has a a very nice resident in uh, China, as well as we know her driver Driver, was a Chinese spy. And so we we have multiple Chinese connections and inroads into our country um, through our politicians. Yeah, a couple of politicians had Fang Fang as a connection. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. She was very warm and fuzzy to everybody. Yeah. What else? Roger Stone. Yeah, go for go oh Roger Stone goodness. and Peter Navarro. Let's talk about those two guys. So, yeah. Well, I yeah. remember Roger. I mean, he, he just, I mean, they took him out. Well, CNN actually set up before they came to take the him. The filming so crew came first. First, Before yeah. the FBI showed up. Yeah. That's uh, sound a little stage to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they took him out in chains. I think he was uh, ankle chained as well. I mean, here's an older guy, you know. I, I, you know, and for the whole world to see, that was a, that was a show. That yeah, was it was a, a pre-dawn raid. CNN was already there, and uh, they it? they uh, the, their excuse was they were concerned that he was going to destroy evidence, or he might have a weapon, or uh, the other thing that I read was he evidently threatened to kill someone. I. I'm just not quite sure yeah. if um, if those stories Bogus. are true, but I, I mean, it it was excessive 
to oh, me. Yeah. He had an attorney. He would have willingly um, surrendered. Yeah, and uh, he had to be pardoned, didn't he? Because he had a he had to, uh, a sentence on him, and it was quite long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were going to talk about Peter Navarre. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, he was the second Trump advisor to be charged with contempt for Congress for refusing to cooperate with the January six fake committee, which is a fake investigation. Navarro had claimed the executive privilege, which the House panel had rejected. So, claim you know, there's you know. It's another one of those two-tiered system justice. Yeah, yeah and then it when was, you go the other way, it was Steve Bannon, right? Yeah, no, he was he wasn't an advisor, but he was no. a friend of um, of Trump's, mm -hmm. I think. But he had executive privilege, right? Oh, right? And then he had Trump remove it, and then they and it was looked like an open shut case in his favor, and it was unanimously uh, the opposite, yeah. you know. And so it's like you can't get a good. Uh, a good result out of D.C. No, and I know uh, Dan Scavino and uh, Mark Meadows are still, they, they still are being held in contempt. So we're waiting to see if they're going to be prosecuted. Okay. Ah, crazy. Hey, good. we got another caller, actually. Good. I'm going to put, put that caller through. And it is James from Live Oak. James, you're on the air. Hello, uh, Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. You're cutting out a little you're bit. You're breaking out, buddy. Okay, um, I haven't got a mouthful of food. Okay, turn the radio off, too. You got the radio on, too? I can hear myself speaking okay. back to me. Hi. So Much better. Can you hear me better now? Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about a dual justice. My yep. experience a lot of times is the only justice is actually in the halls of justice. The only justice is in the halls of justice. And what do you mean by that? I mean... You don't get any justice inside the courtroom. You get justice in the halls of justice. Ah, okay. Backroom deals or mm -hmm. just... Yeah, backroom deals. Yeah. That makes, yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. It's a good point. It's just been my experience. So I appreciate that people earlier were talking about getting involved locally. Um, the county of Santa Cruz passed a budget six weeks ago of $1.3 billion. I was there for all four days of wow. those festivities. Um, and, you know, how many businesses have been destroyed due to these mandates that everybody's just reading scripts? Um, it would be interesting if a bunch of class action lawsuits actually happened against the county of Santa Cruz for people who have been harmed, their businesses, individuals, the vaccines, and just all these measures. Yeah, I would be interested in, in an attorney that wants to do those cases just to uh, interview him and you know, yeah, get if, that ball rolling. If you're an attorney and uh, and you're, you were vaccine injured or you were uh, not, not even vaccines, not even vaccines, well, it, jabbed as you call call into the sta station, we'll connect you guys and get this thing going, right? And James James will James will come it's and show usually up. Usually, not attorneys that do work like this. Yeah, it's usually citizens. Citizens, yep. Yep, that's true. That's been my experience. Um, most attorneys, it's that is the largest criminal class on the planet. That was established in 1604. Yeah, I could, I could see where that is. You know there's what you're talking too, about, but. James, too, is something that we need to get ready for. I mean, there's been a lot of um, movement towards talking about uh, lockdowns and going back to stricter um, stricter. Uh, rules and uh, some different uh, freedoms 
being taken away. So we need to be ready. I like that you're talking about class action coming together. Uh, we certainly shouldn't be surprised if our county stood up again and said, um, you're not going to be able to hold your, your church services. You're going to have to close your businesses. We need to have a united voice. That's right. And we need to be ready. to. We shouldn't act like we're surprised because they've already done some things in Los Angeles like that. And so I'm glad you're bringing this up. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you very much. I mean, we haven't seen anything yet. It's, it's all program scripts. And um, if anybody could do some research on a gentleman named Brock Chisholm, who was the first U.N. Inspector General between 1948 and 1953, uh, he produced a document in 1946 that basically talked about controlling the humans through uh, drugs. And we have it in our water. We have our system. We have our vaccine. Um, I've got copies of some stuff. So we've been following these scripts for 76 years. So it's not our great-grandparents' fault. It's not our grandparents' fault. It's not our parents' fault. But if we don't do anything, um, we, uh, have, we are in a um, totalitarian uh, transhuman situation that's just going to resort to fuel. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. pointing out a very important thing, James. You know, we have to be able to tell our children that we stood up and fought and stopped this. We have to, we, like, like the, the greatest generation that stand up against the Nazis. We need to be able to tell our our people, our kids, and our kids' kids that we stood up against it. So that's one of the things that motivates me, even starting Wake the Bear. Hey, we got a couple more calls. Where we got to let you go, James. Okay, love you. Call you again. So Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, we have another one. Downtown Al from Watsonville. You are on the air. Hey guys, I want to compliment you for your show. Um, I was working up in the attic doing some wiring, and I had to come down to give you guys a call. But um, I really like your take that, you know, this was a Christian company, country, even if there was a separation of church and state. All the founders and most of the populace at that po at point, you know, were Christians. And that was kind of always at the back of their mind, those Christian values. Yep. And even if we didn't always live up to them, it's always been in the back of uh, the hearts and minds of the American people. And I think it's important that so many um, Christians have been reticent to say anything against the government or stand up against it when it's doing wrong. And I, I just really appreciate that. Mm, thank you thank so you. much, Al. Yeah, thanks and for coming I, out of the attic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I say one more thing? Go yeah. for it. Um, to the one caller who said, you know, would you trust the FBI? One of the suggestions I have is if the FBI does show up at your house, you should call 911, the local authorities, and say that there are armed men here who claim to be FBI, and I'm not really sure. Because federal agencies do this all the time. They have operations in uh, local jurisdictions, and the local sheriffs and police departments don't like it if they're not notified yep. because it, it presents something of a danger. And they do that all the time. It's happened in this county a bunch of times. Did you see the clip? Oh. The clip of the guy that did that exact thing, and they actually came and arrested the FBI agent. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, no, they, they they showed up, and they you know the local sheriff's department was not happy at all. No, because yeah. they had no notification. That's a good point. And, and it's really sad. It's hard to trust them anymore. It really is. Yeah. And um, they've destroyed that legacy that they once had. Hey, hey Al, I was going to tell you your previous comment. You know, did you know that the concept, the uh, separation of church and state, was actually a series of sermons from the pulpit. And then it was uh, coined by a letter from the Danbury Baptist Association to Thomas Jefferson saying, hey, we're, you're not going to have like one particular denomination of religion 
that's going to be the official religion of this new nation. And he said, no, 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 no. There'll be a, a wall of separation so that there won't be a specific official denomination of Christianity. That's what the language actually meant. But most people... Yeah, there, yeah, there was not supposed to be a state church like the Anglican Church right. in, in England. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand that. But, you know, even if you did allow other religions in here, it, the idea was, though, that that was what was in the hearts and minds of people who, who built this great country. That's right. Yep. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, it still is great because uh, people like you, I, I am impressed that you're doing your honeydew list at almost nine o'clock at night. Wow. That's terrific. <laughs> you're a good man, Al. Okay. So, all right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling, you Al. Good work. Thanks. We're going to close you. things Bye. out. Thanks. Okay, well, hey, so we had some great callers tonight. We got a f just a few minutes left. So let's, so basically, kind of wrapping up the whole concept, um, there's, two there's two tiers of justice going on. There's always been two kingdoms at war. Yeah. And the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. The kingdom of the of darkness, Satan, and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is super superimposing the kingdom of darkness. And there are times like waves where the enemy pushes forth, but then he over usually overplays his hand yeah. and he loses, which is what happened with Jesus. The enemy thought he was winning the biggest success he ever did and he, by crucifying Christ, and that was actually his biggest loss. So we have to remember that, yeah, there's a lot of giants in the land. There's a lot... Um, you think of the story of Caleb and Joshua. They came back, and when they spied out the land and found out there were actually literally giants in the land, and they look like we look like grasshoppers in front of them. But they said, listen, yes, there are giants in the land. There are battles ahead of us, but our God is bigger than these giants, and Amen. we will win if we, if we ask the Lord, seek the Lord, trust the Lord, fight together for what is right and true, and stop being a bunch of crybaby weenies like we need to actually get out there and start fighting for your country or you lose it. That's that's the, that's how it works. Absolutely. Yeah, so. so don't be down with the things you're seeing. It is waking up people. Yes. You know? It's not just another four-year term. It, it, enough people wake up, we can change enough that it won't return. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, Trump said at CPAC was that we will make America powerful again, wealthy again, strong again, and proud again. We will make it safe again. And we will be great again. Amen. All right. By God's grace. Well, good night, everyone. Good night. Yeah, God bless you all. This has been Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO, 1080 on your AM dial. Oh.